Welcome to the Western North London podcast, where we sit down each and every week to answer your big Arsenal questions. I'm Caleb. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you? <laughs> I think the tone of your voice and answer, asking that question pretty much answers it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I bought a new video game to pretend soccer doesn't exist um, and been playing that pretty much all week. How about you? Uh, I've been on vacation and yet I'm still watching soccer, which feels like, uh, like it's, it's pulling me away from vacation (laughs) (laughs) rather than, than amplifying or adding to vacation. It's, it's making it worse somehow. Yeah. I saw something on Twitter that a friend of mine posted that, uh, uh, the gist of it was an article saying that science has proven that actually sports lowers your happiness in life, which I can totally see right now. I buy that. I think it's more bad than good <laughs> in the overall. Uh, especially weeks like this. Yeah. We've got a ways to go to get back to happiness, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's, um, let's see. How do we, how do we do that? How do we podcast again? <laughs> we go, we ask what, what, what you're drinking this week and we're usually drinking at night. So are you, are you drinking anything? Yes, I am definitely. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, yeah, so I have a uh, Urban Family, which is a Seattle brewery, and I have something called Hex, which I bought purely because the label is really cool. It has this like witchy person with like blood dripping from her mouth, and uh, the the uh, style is called the Grisette, which I'd never heard of before. So I checked out. It's good. It's a sour beer, super low low percentage it's like 3.6 um but it's got it tastes very similar to a goose or a goose or anything like that so it's good i like it cool i'm i am just drinking an energy drink today <laughs> i haven't i haven't tapped into the alcohol yet i figure once i go down that path it's all downhill from there today so yeah, no, totally. i'm reserving that for later tonight right now i'm just trying to stay awake <laughs> Well, that game did not help. I will say I'm not typically an energy drink person. This one just got left behind at the place I'm staying by somebody else. And I was like, all right, I'll drink that. It's a, it's a rock star Baja guava. And I could not <laughs> tell you what guava tastes like. It just tastes like sugar. As far as I can tell. Does but, it, uh, Baja sure. guava taste different than like a, I don't know, a, a California guava or a, a new North Carolina guava? Is there a specific yeah, guava? it's a very it, it, it's a specific region of guava, um, <laughs> and actually it's it's called Baja guava, but it's guava lime. So oh, I didn't know those so, were those were flavors that went together. But here, here I am. Well, I guess uh, that explains the Baja part is the lime. It yeah, it's uh, it it tastes like the color purple. Arousing endorsement. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Oh, God. How do we podcast again? (laughs) We're just all over the place this week. We we had a few technical difficulties getting up and running, so I think that's throwing us off. Seriously. Um, What's uh, what's your question for this week? Uh, because I'm trying to avoid soccer, talking about Arsenal as much as possible this week, it's been pretty depressing. I thought the question would be have nothing to do with soccer, but something <laughs> to do with the Northwest, which okay. is a, a debate I saw my friends online get about, which is uh, Taco Time, the local kind of Northwest uh, Mexican food restaurant chain. Uh, is it good or bad? You kind of broke up a little bit when you said w- w- what was good or bad. Say, say it one more time. Uh, so, taco time. There we go. Taco time. Is it good <laughs> or is it bad? I, okay. I like taco time. I would say, I would go as far as saying sometimes I really love taco time. But I have my issues with taco time because it's uh, a little overpriced. I mean, when you're comparing to like other fast food taco places, it's way overpriced. Um, but they have really good tots and nobody else has tots like as far as fast food places around here. 
So just just put put it in my veins. I love I love some fresh tater tots. Um, but it, it, it's a little questionable how authentic it is. I mean, it's it's not really authentic at all. It's very it, it feels like a whitewashed Mexican food, pretty much. Um, but I get cravings for it, and I do like it. I just don't go there very often because it, I feel like I can get more bang for my buck at a taco truck or like a legitimate Mexican place than taco time. So I have issues with it, but I do like it. Yeah. I think I, my mind about it changed once I realized that it's not really a Mexican restaurant. It's like a a wrap place is like what I kind of generalize (laughs) in my head. Because yeah. it's definitely not Mexican food. As someone who has lived in Southern California for many a year, it is definitely not Mexican food or even kind of Hispanic or anything. It is definitely wraps and tater tots. Yep. Yeah. I. Yeah, I feel like if you want Mexican food, if you want real Mexican food, that's not where you go. No. And I, I would definitely put nine out of 10 places above them as far as like if you're going to compare to um, Southern California Mexican food, that's not really a good comparison. (sighs) Well, I would say, but, but do you actually like it or you don't like it? I do like it. I just, uh, I I have to get come from it from a place of, this is a place that has put ingredients into a tortilla and not uh-huh. that it is Mexican food. And as you say, the t- tater tots are amazing. The Mexi fries, which is yes. nothing Mexi about Mexi fries. But. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, it's, there's not even anything particular. Well, occasionally they have like some uh, special items. Like they do like some Chipotle items, which are pretty good. But nothing like even has spice to it, really. Yeah, it's it's kind of on the um, on the bland side when it comes to Mexican flavors. Like it it is very middle of the road, non offensive. Like if you have any sort of um, spice aversion, that's the place for you because they they don't really have any extreme flavors. You know, I think that's a good segue into the Arsenal team right now. I feel like they're lacking any spice and is a very bland flavor. Yes. Bland bland would be a great descriptor of, of Arsenal right now. Do you want to just dive in? I mean, I think we, yeah. we it's been it's been what, three three games since we recorded last? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, they're coming fast these days. Three games. Yeah. So we had uh Dundalk, Burnley, and we just saw Southampton play earlier today and um i i dundalk aside because europa league is like its own animal if we're just looking at um the premier league this team is in real trouble (laughs) extreme amount of trouble i think you look at that burnley game and that burnley game was one of the worst examples of soccer i've seen in years it was just dire and awful and i'm i I really do try and not go over the over the top with things and i try and take things in perspective take a breath i'm glad we are recording this a couple days after the burnley game because i think i would have been a little bit more forceful in my critiques but i just i don't i don't see that team that played burnley i i see that as a relegation bottom of the league type of performance out of that team yeah i i'll be honest i only watched the highlight or i don't even know if you could call them highlights the the um replays of the some specific plays in the second half because after watching the first half i you know being on vacation i was like my my time is better spent elsewhere i don't want to keep watching this and it turns out it got worse after i left so i i'm i think i made the correct choice uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do not blame you. I, I basically kind of started doing chores with the game on in the background because, again, something that we said last week, which is when we go goal down, I have very little confidence that we're going to even win, tie the game, let alone win a game. 
Yeah, and to go down on an own goal, especially from somebody who hadn't scored, <laughs> when when Ova scores an own goal from a header, no less. Yeah, like just just like what what are the soccer gods doing to us? I I don't. This is punishment for something, and I can't figure out what we did wrong. I, I and that that's a good point. I don't. I don't know what, what what you can do to change this. This is the the thing because I, I see people talking about firing uh, Arteta, and I, I do understand that he does bear some responsibility for this. Don't get me wrong. And I see people calling for bringing back Ozil and that, but I don't think those any of those are going to change these results at all. To be honest, no. And I I see that the you know the the fire Arteta, bench Aubameyang, bring back Ozil. I see these things as just desperation, you know? Like, I, we don't know what else to do, so let's just try anything. Try everything to fix this team. But I, I, I think when we think back to where we were when Emery got fired, um, we're kind of in a similar situation. Uh, in the sense that the players looked out of, like, they, they just didn't have motivation. Um, I, I don't know. It, it feels different to me. And I can't quite place it because the results are similar. I mean, I think you, the results are worse, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. The results are, are, are probably worse than they were with, at Emery's low point. But I do think. I want to see this taken further. And I get that Arsenal is playing bad and and will continue to play bad until something changes. But I'm not a believer that continuing to um, spin the wheel on the, uh, the coaching carousel here, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to continually do that. People have to understand that this isn't like um, you bring in a new coach and then everything is fixed. Like I think that's the expectation: is that the new, the a new manager, a new coach can can fix fix everything. But this this issue with Arsenal runs much much deeper because we're seeing these same sorts of things happen under multiple coaches now. So how can you say it's the coach? Yeah, exactly. I th- I, I think the players themselves have to bear a huge brunt for this as well. And I think one of the things that frustrates me is how well we played in the 10 minutes between when we scored our first our goal against Southampton and when we got the red and when Gabriel got his red card. That 10 minute stretch, we were playing great. We were playing like we should be playing and why can't we do that to start games? Why can't we do that for large portions of the game? And that's, I think, what frustrates me. Yeah, I, and and I I think when we're talking about um, player responsibility, coach responsibility, uh, ownership responsibility, um, you could do you have to delegate different things to different areas here. Like the ownership, yes, they will make the decision on the coach and the players the coach will make a decision on some of the play like his desires for players but he doesn't pull the trigger as far as handing out the cash for those players he only really decides who he would want to bring in and then who he's going to play um but he's limited by what management has already brought in and what management is willing to do to improve the team so his hands are tied to some degree and then when you talk about what the coach um, can do about the players that he has, he's also pretty limited. When you're talking about what you can do in a ga- in a given game, he sets a lineup, he sets a um, you know a, a, a strategy, a set of tactics that he wants the players to do. And once that game starts, he is you know, he, he, he can only stand there at the sidelines and yell so much. And it's up to the players at that point to, to actually follow through on what he's taught them in the week or a few days between games. And 
I, I think that's where it's falling apart right now because I, he can only do so much with the players that he ha- has been handed. And I think some of them just do not look up for the job. And that's been the case for years. We just have players that are not up to the task of playing either the top level in the premier league, um, playing in a, in a style that Arteta wants. I don't, I'm not, I don't know if this is something that you can easily fix right now. Like I just, I I'm, I'm trying to think of what they can do right now to fix this and short of just benching, um, a, a swath of players. I don't know how you fix this. Because I, I think, think Arteta is, do, is doing everything he can to try to work his, his way out of it and, and is relying on players to step up and they're just not doing it. I think we saw a little bit of it, though, today in today's game with the uh, putting in, in Kedia and, and playing some of the uh, youth players, having Saka start. I think Saka by a mile has was the only, the only player with passion on the field today. And you know, I don't know if you saw his tweet after the game. He uh, tweeted a, a picture of him being very sad on the field and saying Arsenal fans deserve better than this. Uh, or you deserve more, uh, Arsenal fans. Was his exact quote. And I think playing the youth is something that, you know, is going to be painful and it's going to cause some results. But I think they're the ones at least trying, it feels like. Yeah, I, 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 I do feel like there's a lack of desire on some of the, uh, on, in some of these players. And I, I, I hope, and my hope was when we brought in Arteta that he would help fix some of the mentality of the team. Um, I, I just get so sick of seeing people hanging their heads of just the lack of drive to overcome the things um, that are holding this team back. And it felt like we had turned a corner on that, but now we're kind of right back to it. So it does make me question the mentality of some of these players and succumbing to some of these frustrations, which I think is really part of this run of red cards is like, it's, it's, it's discipline as well as mentality. Like you just, you have to continue to keep your chin up. You have to continue to think, okay, we can turn this around. And, and having that belief is half the battle. But when you start putting your head down, when you start thinking, oh, we're, we're never going to get that goal back or, you know, just letting your frustration take over, that's how you get in a situation where you're grabbing a guy by the neck or committing that second yellow card foul or, you know, whatever it is, it, these players are clearly frustrated, but it's that, that the difference of you have to hold back and, and keep your chin up and continue to fight. And and that fight is not literally fighting. It's, it's getting getting the ball up the field, making that extra um, effort to get the ball back. Like Arteta needs to find a way to turn the corner with the mentality of this team. And I don't know how you get the belief without the goals. I think the goals are, are the missing piece right now. If, if you have goals, all this suddenly looks totally different, but um Man, they just don't. They're making it look so hard right now to even uh, keep the ball in the in the final third. It's it's really. I don't know where it's going to come from. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. When we when we scored that goal today against uh, Southampton, the entire demeanor of the team changed. It was it was it was refreshing. It was great, and I compare that to when Southampton scored. They had a kind of lingering shot on TV of just kind of the Arsenal players, all of them with their heads down, kind of just walking towards the center circle. And there, and what was annoying was that there wasn't anyone stepping up, taking responsibility, getting the players riled up and getting, getting them back. There wasn't anyone going, like, you know, forcing them on, like, you know, Patrick Vieira did back in the day. And I would think that would be a role of the captain, but it didn't look like Aubameyang did that. And I don't think that's kind of in his wheelhouse. So I don't know who that is. Yeah, I do think there is a lack of leadership on the field. And again, Arteta can only do so much from the sidelines. You do need that, that general on the field that's going to um, push the players forward. And we've seen it sometimes from, from Xhaka. But I, I, again, like based on his performance the other day against Burnley, like getting that red card is just uh, an example of why 
he has limitations as far as his leader, leadership potential and whether he's the captain or not, you, you have to lead by example. And I just, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it from him. I just like, there's just too much baggage when it comes to him. Yeah. And it's also, it's not like he plays extremely well too. You right. know, before he got his red card, he was, he's where we, our attacks went to die. As soon as he gets the ball, <laughs> like the entire momentum of the game just slows down and he'll do a back pass to defender. Like that is like what he does. And it's frustrating to see that. So that's compounds when you get red carded as well. And I know he'd been working hard to get good wheel back ever since he flipped off the, uh, the crowds last year, gosh, last year. And, uh, I think he ruined all the, the forward progress he had made with that red card. I don't, he's, he's already on thin ice. Yeah. If, if Arsenal can move him on, they should, I just, it, I, I'm done. I don't know what else I can say that can defend him at this point. His play is not justifying his inclusion in the team. And like for what we're getting out of him, just take a chance on Emil Smith row, take a chance on Joe Willock. Um, yeah. Put some other players in there that have potential because we, I think we've seen the best of what Xhaka can provide and, and it's not good enough. And I think that's where... Um, I don't, I don't know if we have to hit... What, what level we have to hit for Arteta to realize that it's... We've seen the best that some of these players can give us at this point. I mean, I think uh, there was, there was a, a period of time where the the players that we had were surpassing expectations based on what Arteta was getting out of them. And then once the goals dried up, every, pretty much everybody has played below their potential. So I don't, I don't think there's anybody that's um, above criticism. I think even Saka has not been at his very best. He's better than some of the other players on the team at the moment. Um, but I think everybody is playing worse than where they were at just a few months ago. And it does seem like the negativity has permeated the, the team, but I don't think anybody's looking at the coach and saying, we, we don't believe in what Arteta's doing. I think they can only look, look at each other and say, why aren't we um, performing? And I think that's, that just, I mean, that, that goes back to what I was saying. It's like, we're just not getting um, either the right players um or I, I don't know. I, I'm struggling with this, like trying to figure out what is going wrong, but I really don't put it at the feet of Arteta as much as I do the, the individual players. And, and I hope, and maybe this is too, um, too hopeful, but I hope that they're able to find a way to shake up this lineup in January, because I don't, I, I don't see us making like the top four this, this season, but I would like to see, progress made towards um, improving this team for the next couple years. Like I, I, I don't like the win now mentality because clearly that's not going to happen. So don't, don't make any short-sighted moves, start building for the future. Like we should have been before and getting players out of the way who are bringing this team down. And that's, it, it's, it, there's maybe too much work to do in one window or two windows, but you have to make use of every opportunity you have to remake this team. And to yeah. even even one or two guys can make a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, the the, the idea of getting top four is is completely out the window. And I, I, in the form we are now, and I, again, I'm trying not to be, you know, going over the top, but in the form we are right now and the way we're playing, it's 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 more looking down and making sure we don't get involved in the relegation battle than we are looking at even getting in Europa places. We're, we're, I haven't checked after this Southampton game and there's games going on right now, but we were 15th place going into that Southampton game. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, and it is going to be a, a, a long haul. It's not going to be a window. There's not a quick fix. I think one of the worrying things is squad unity and squad togetherness right now. Like you, you pile the uh, Azul thing, wh whatever has happened. That's, I think that is definitely weighing on the squad and you put that with whatever's happened with Saliba. And I know there was some shenanigans going on with Saliba talking to, I think was Ganduzi over the, uh, over the break. 
or not over the break, but uh, this last week on Twitter and talking about being uh, chained to the club, I think was the uh, wording used. I think mm-hmm. there is a lot of uh, malcontent in the club. And that's something that I don't know if Arteta can fix or if it's something that the needs to go come from the top and figure out how to make these players happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but you see comments from the players that that indicate there's um, discontent. But I don't know. Again, I don't think anybody's holding the coach accountable for that. It does seem to be um, down to individuals. Uh, but how do you? I, I, Arteta's got his work cut out for him to try to dig this team out of that. I think you have to. Um, improve tactics, improve play, improve mentality. And those things don't happen overnight. Like these are going to be little steps. And I, I do take it as a positive that we were able to get a point today and Aubameyang was able to score. And um, there was less aimless crossing. You know, there's like little things that that are improving. And, and again, we're talking about... Um, <laughs> we're playing Southampton who's you know currently sitting in third I think they were in first or not in first um they, they could have gone they, first they, if they won they could have gone first right yeah um so it you know it's it, it it's not like a, a small feat to get a point from Southampton at the moment just based on how everybody's been playing but um it's it's going to take a while to dig out of this hole. And I, I don't think replacing the coach or making drastic moves is, is necessarily the way to dig your way out of a hole. In fact, it, I think that just digs the hole a bit deeper because you're starting, starting fresh and um, you might get a new coach bump, but ultimately the same issues will probably crop back up unless you stay the course and find ways to uh, reform the entire structure of the organization and the, and the mentality and the expectations. These are things that take time. And I think there's um, indications that the, the, the board is behind Arteta and wants to see this uh, long-term project come to fruition, but there's going to be... Uh, heads rolling if if this becomes a relegation battle and i i don't we're, we're definitely not there yet but arsenal's as close to a relegation spot as they are to like a sixth place spot so they're kind of just this season could go either direction depending on how the festive season goes you know this could be um a make or break period for this team this year and continuing to get red cards is not helping. Um, we need all hands on deck for this many um, fixtures, and it's these mental mistakes are going to kill us in the long run. It, it's not going to be injuries. It's ridiculous that we're talking about just mental errors that are um, continuing to hurt this team. Yeah, it, it, it is the the mentality, and it's it's going to be a trying next couple of. Uh... Of games next couple i would say weeks but it's they they're all coming in so quickly because not too long away we have everton coming up but then we also have a chelsea coming up as well who, mm-hmm. despite their loss this last uh, round of fixtures is still a team i rate quite a bit i don't mm-hmm. like to rate them but i i do think that they are a dangerous team that if they play the arsenal the way they played against burnley will just tear through them you know Yeah, and I, it's frustrating. Like, I think it was fr- it was quite frustrating to lose Pepe because we need his output because there wasn't a lot of creativity when um, in the team at the time, and we we're without Aubameyang scoring. Pepe was like our second best threat, and I think he definitely is an improvement over William. Um, with Party out injured, Jaka getting a red card is. Um, challenging just because we don't have a lot of um players to rotate in the midfield and when when we have so many games coming so that's that's frustrating but i think the 
um, Gabrielle getting a red card today. Luckily, it's not a three-game ban because of the uh, it being a, a second yellow. Um, but I, you know, we're we're okay as far as depth goes in that position. But he's clearly one of the best players we have on the field, so we we cannot take it lightly when when our some of our best players are making these mistakes and. Again, I think that's when I go back to like, oh, well, these are, if these are our best players, <laughs> we may need to do better. Yeah, and I don't know where that, that, that's coming from. What do you think about Ceballos today and his performance? He's um, not great. I don't know. It didn't, he, he just has not been the same for me this season as he was last year. And um I think having him on the team is kind of a um, an indication of just like where Arsenal's at right now. It's kind of like, well, we can get this player who we know and um, we can get him on loan for another season and that's about how much we can afford to pay. But um, he's he's kind of gone downhill as far as I've seen. And... I'd still put him above Jaka as far as a creative player, but not by a whole lot at the moment. Um, I, I, I would say we need to improve the entire midfield, <laughs> and party party is like the 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 top, and then anybody else there thereafter is kind of ex- expendable. Like I, I could get rid of of, of Ceballos and Jaka and feel pretty good about that. Um, I, I, I just don't know like Willick hasn't really stepped up. Um, I'd like to see more of Emil Smith Rowe. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where we go for solutions, but that is definitely an area I think they need to improve on in the next transfer window if possible. Yeah. And I, and I don't even know about transfer window, uh, but just like, in general, I think that is one of the biggest pieces we're missing is that middle of the pitch. I, I talk about it all the time, but when you look at our possession and you look at how we're playing the game, we don't do anything in the middle of the pitch. We just basically let the other team have it. Mm-hmm. And we need some some way to to do something there because we become predictable. We, we all know what we're doing. Getting to the side where Aubameyang and Saka and Tierney are and let them do magic and the rest of the field is just kind of like a dead zone. Yeah. And when Aubameyang has really not performed well, it's even that looks pretty toothless, you know, like working down that side only works when things are clicking. And I feel like you've got Saka and Tierney who are kind of doing a lot of the work. And then Aubameyang, I think he, looked his best today on that goal, like that, it, the best I've seen him recently. But there was a lot of plays in there. I was just like, man, Aubameyang just looks like a, a shell of his former self. Like he just looks a little like he's, he's a step off. And I don't know how you, uh, you know, maybe um, not getting red cards so that we could play full 11 minutes. I, I, I think that is wearing a lot of players out is how much work is getting put on Aubameyang because we're having to pull Lacazette out of the game. We're having to pull um, Keddy out of the game because these um, red cards keep happening. And that, that came up in a question that we got this week from Charles Allison. Um, you know, he mentioned that Lacazette came off and um, to uh, in the Burnley game and Keddy today. And um, his feeling is that that was kind of a, a negative um, substitution and maybe we should be uh, trying to keep those guys in and go for a goal, but it, uh, what do you think about that? Like when we when we've been getting into these red card situations, do you feel like Arsenal needs to be more front footed and and continue to try to go at games, or do you think they're do, doing the right thing by being conservative and trying to stay in games by bringing on defenders and that sort of thing? I get why Arteta is doing it, which is that it it is you know a safety first type of ideas when you go down to 10 men. And I think that is just kind of Arteta's mindset. I think we've have this idea that Arteta is going to be doing this wonderful Pep Guardiola flowing ball. But I think 
in the last you know year that we've seen Arteta, I think he plays a more conservative style that he can make these defensive game plans, and that's where we've seen the most success is in his uh, when he's played a more defensive type of play. So I think that's the mindset of Arteta. I also think that it's not like our offense is showing a lot that we would want to support it being a man down. You know, you know we haven't scored a goal in, until Arteta's or until uh, Obamiang's goal until for 700 minutes or more in open play. And I think trying to keep that offense that's not working at a, the expense of possibly letting in a goal it doesn't seem like a great idea, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they've looked somewhat frail and not capable of being on the front foot no matter what um, what personnel is on the field. I think that's that's been the challenge is that like it, it hasn't really mattered who was playing. It just hasn't really been clicking. So keeping Enkedia or Lacazette on the field hasn't really worked when we've had 11 men so having 10 probably doesn't serve them any better but i do i do feel like it puts a lot of weight on obama yang and i can understand why he might be just worn out from the mental strain of not scoring a lot and then just having the weight of the team on his shoulders to score because there's not goals coming from anywhere else um so i like i don't see it as being a huge loss when you take off in or lacazette because they just don't look that dangerous right now yeah, and I, I think you do bring up a good point that uh, goals need to come from somewhere else besides Obama Yang, even when Obama Yang is scoring, because it, it's unfair to have all this pressure on one player to score all your goals. And like right now, quite literally, all our go- goals. And it has been something that's been going on for well before Arteta's time that we relied way too much on Obama Yang. And when he was, you know, scoring golden boot levels of goals, it wasn't as big of an issue. But now we, we we need somebody to step up. And I'm hoping it's Sokka. I thought Sokka looked lively enough, had a, a couple good chances at goal that I hope that he can start putting some of those goals in. Yeah, I feel like with Sokka, there was a couple moments today where he, he was able to get himself into good positions, but either like scuffed the shot or just didn't get enough power into it. And I think that's like the um, – missing piece to his game is that he's got the energy he's got the drive he's got the skills to get into those spots but he needs um he just needs a little bit better finishing um so that he could take advantage of those those dangerous plays like it's it's not quite the full package yet and he's he's got time um but i I think he's if he's our next best bet as far as goal scoring then we're in a lot of trouble yeah do you, do you see anyone else on the the pitch kind of stepping up and scoring goals? No, <laughs> like I can't think of. I, I think Pepe is probably our next best bet. Um, but I, again, like getting these guys into proper positions where they're actually putting on dangerous shots, it seems easier said than done. Because I just see a lot of wayward shots, hopeful shots, like not truly dangerous um, goal scoring opportunities. I think that's one of the missing pieces is just getting shots that can produce, you know, second chances, actually test the keeper. Um, it just seems like they're going through the motions, you know, like the ball's going towards the goal. The ball's going into, into you know, talk, going back to all the crosses and stuff. It's like, yes, they're they're trying to create opportunities in the final third when you see all those crossing numbers, but the method and the results are not adding up to truly dangerous play. And I think we've been just lacking danger in general all over the field. You look at what, um, you know, I think there were moments where I just was like, man, if we could just press a little bit, like there, there was better pressing today. I saw there were moments where we were able to put pressure on the ball, but as a team, just don't look capable of causing turnovers and, and, and turning that into something like getting the ball back from the opponent. It, it, it only really benefits Arsenal when we're able to quickly turn that into an attack. And so many times I saw when we were able to get the ball, the transition is just too slow or just sloppy. 
like not getting that pass, that pinpoint accuracy that is needed. And it's a game of, of precision and inches and Arsenal just look a step off, a step slow, a step inaccurate, you know, just generally inaccurate. And I know that that is a confidence thing because when you're confident, you're, you're getting that touch, right? Your, your, your um, passes are just that much crisper. You're uh, trying things that you wouldn't have tried before. But I just saw so many times where guys are just trying to pass through the opponent. And it's just like, no, you're just trying stuff and trying to force things to happen. And I think that you, you, that comes from that desperation, that feeling of we need to like get that goal, get that, um, get something going. And it's frustrating to watch because I think everybody feels it. Everybody feels like we have to get something, but it's just not going to happen if you're if you're trying to force it. And I think that's one of those things where you need to go back to basics and you need to just control the ball, be patient, look for opportunities that are real opportunities and stop just trying to shoot. I think there were multiple times in the last couple games where I'm just like, yes, you're in the box, but shooting right with there's two guys standing right in front of you it might come off like one out of 10 times, but for the most part, those are low percentage shots. Take that extra step, be calm on the ball, make space for yourself. And you're, you're going to get more out of it than if you're just trying to force, force a shot on goal and hope something happens. Like it just seems like they're failing because of the pressure that continues to mount on this team as, as things go in the wrong direction. And I get it. The fans get it. Everybody gets that things are going in the wrong direction, but it's not going to get fixed by force, you know, forcing it to happen. There has to be the will to try, but there also has to be that calmness, that presence of mind that the only way it's going to get better is if you continue to try to do things the right way. And I think that's what Arteta's going to continue to preach is like, keep trying to do things the way I want you to do them. And it will work out. We will get goals. It will work itself out. But if you get to the point where you're giving up on what you're, what Arteta's trying to do, then we're in real trouble. Like that's, that's where things start really going downhill is when you stop listening to the coach, you stop doing what you need to do to stay in games. It, it, it starts unraveling. So I hope that getting that goal today for Aubameyang turns the corner for his his mentality and helps um, get, rally the team a little bit. I hope Arteta can capitalize on that and push start pushing the team in the right direction again. Yeah, and I, I think you know in some ways, and I know this is going to sound bad, but in some ways it's kind of nice not to have fans again in the in the stands because I I do feel that once if we had gone down one nil with fans in the stadium and I'm guessing a lot of the same fans who attended at the last game, they would have just continued booing. I think there would, I think, and that just adds extra pressure to those players. And I mean, to a certain extent, these players do deserve to get booed, but I don't think it, it helps in the long run as far as getting confidence back. Yeah. One thing I thought that crossed my mind is that we're, what Arteta is really missing right now is those water breaks. I think that was such a huge help for for him and his team in, in the sense that he could really bring up morale, refocus players, refocus the team on what he wants them to do. And for whatever reason, he's not getting that boost out of halftime. I do think like the team looked better in the second half and that definitely um, there's hope in that he can, he can get the team to, um, to change and to get motivated. And I hope that they, they continue to believe in him and fight for him. And I, I, I just want him to keep that grasp on the, on the team so that it doesn't fall apart. Because I, I said earlier, restarting with a new coach again is just going to be so painful. So if I, if we can avoid that, we absolutely should, because I want Arsenal to be successful. I want Arteta to be successful. Um, because the pain of, of having to go back to the drawing board is it's going to break this team. Uh, You just, it's already a broken team (laughs) and we're just piecing it together and and hoping that we can can continue to stay relevant. But 
we will we will not turn a corner if we keep having to take steps back. Exactly, because I think one of the things we do have to remember is our defensive shape was such in a shambles before Arteta got here. And the mm-hmm. one positive I can say about this whole thing, even though, is that we're not leaking a ton of goals. We've had like one or two bad games, but in general, we're not leaking goals that we're keeping it very tight in the back. And I think that is a stage we can build on. And I, I worry that if we, you know, fire coach, switch in a new coach, that that oh, that step may even disappear, you know? Yeah, I I don't um I don't think that Arteta's done nothing. You know, I think that there there is improvements. There are things that um are much better than what Emery had set up for us. And defensively we do look like just even though we're losing games, I don't feel like the 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 blowouts are inevitable or anything like that. I do, I do feel like there's still some mental mistakes and that's, um, that's something you have to focus on. Like with those individuals, I don't think as a team it's, it's, um, an issue. I think it does come down to individual play and those are things you can coach. So I, I, my, my hope is that, um, there's, if there's players that aren't buying in and players that just can't, can't seem to get it, we move them on and we go find players that, that will get it and will play the way Arteta wants to play. And I do think that giving him just a couple, a uh, couple more transfer windows to try to get this right is, is owed to him as far as if, if you're really putting him in that manager position, you're buying into what he's selling the only way we're going to see this out is it's by backing him with the right players. And it, you have to, I think there has to be an acknowledgement that for a long time now, Arsenal has not had the right players. And until you can um, correct some of those mistakes and get rid of some of those players, it, it's, you're, it's going to continue to rear its ugly head. And that's um, when it comes down to who we have available to us. There's just nothing you can can fix instantly. It, it's going to take time, and we're going to have to bear the the crap in the meantime until until we can get that fixed. But I, you know, January feels like a long ways away. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a lot of uh, important games coming through. Yeah, I. I I don't think you can just sit back and solely rely on bringing in new players to fix this. There has to be something in the meantime. Otherwise, we're really going to be talking about relegation. And that's the thing, too, is I don't think we have the money. And you, you see it, you've seen it all throughout football, soccer in general, with uh, the club saying that like, there isn't a lot of money to, to chop and change and to, to, to spend your way out of issues. It's a rather unfortunate that Arsenal's in this situation during a time when money's tight. So it means we have to look from within to to, to figure this out. Yeah, when I, I, what <clears throat> excuse me, when you're looking at Europa League and the Premier League and that sort of thing, do you feel like there are solutions that we're not using, or is it just apples and oranges when you're comparing those those lineups? You know, like it's it. Should we be bringing in Neil Smith Rowe or Balogun or, you know, some of those players that have shown some bright spots in the Europa League? Or do you feel like it's just such a big leap from that competition to the Premier League that it's it's not realistic to have that that uh, expectation? I think there is some merit into having some of those players that have been performing well in the Europa League getting more shots at the uh, minutes in the Premier League and games in the Premier League. I, I, I think there's no excuse right now to have William starting, to be honest, and he's, his role is going to be filled. Um, I think there is definitely a, a, a bigger jump from the, the, especially the group we had in the Europa League and Premier League teams. Um, but I think the jump between a Rapid Vienna and a Burnley, for example, isn't that huge, though. And I don't know what is the difference you know i mean it is a jump but i don't think the performance we had against burnley is 
a performance that would have won against Rapid Vienna. Like I, I just don't, I don't know. So, is it a pressure thing? Do you think? Do you think it's because it's Europa League and it feels a little bit more loose that the players are playing a little bit better, whereas they, when they play a Premier League game, you have the pressure of the Premier League and knowing that they're struggling in the Premier League makes it more difficult. I think the expectation is is as far as the group stage was that we would put out a strong lineup. And, and I think for the most part, they, Arteta played an uh, overly strong lineup for the um, the competition that we had in, in Europa League. But I think the, the idea was that group stage would be um, very winnable for Arsenal. Um, but beyond that, like, I don't know. So we, we got drawn with uh, Benfica as our um, knockout stage opponents. Um, and I, I don't know where Arsenal stacks up against Benfica at this point. Um, I think our, our even though our, our Europa League lineup has played well against Dundalk and Vienna and, um, and uh, why am I forgetting... I keep wanting to say Malmo. That's not it. It's um, uh, Molda. It was the other opponent we had. Molda. Molda. There we go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Molda. It, it, it's that you know, like those are pretty low tier, and and those are probably good matches for the youth players that we are putting in. But now that we're stepping into another um, phase of the Europa League, I don't. I don't know how we're going to stack up. Like I'm, I have some concerns and um, if, if, even if we were to throw our premier league lineup at that team, that's not really ticking either. So I don't, I don't know um, if it's a pressure thing or if it's just a, like a level of competition um, is just been lower, but I have concerns. Yeah. And I, when I saw that Benfica draw, I'm, I'm definitely nervous about that draw because I, I, I don't know how this Arsenal playing playing the way they are right now stacks up against that Benfica team. They, they, they have a lot of talent in that team and I, it's not going to be like previous years where it's an easier waltz through to kind of the, the, the later knockout stages. Right. Well, I, I, I do think this team needs to be challenged so that they can have something to step up to. Like, I don't think... Um, continuing to have a, a cakewalk through Europa League is is a great thing. I think that um, the only way to develop some of these young players is to um, put them against tough competition and see if they step up. Um, I think they need more opportunities in the Premier League so that that leap isn't so big, though. Like, I, I you if you're looking at um, wanting those. Europa League players to make that step into the Premier League, having them, you know, maybe get one game against a Benfica or something, it doesn't give them the experience that they need to make that jump into Premier League level. And and I think that's been indicated in some of the com- comments that uh, Arteta's made that he, he thinks like the privilege of getting to play in Europa League is... is good for these young players, but they haven't yet earned the right to play in the premier league. Um, but it's kind of that catch 22. It's like, well, how do they earn that unless you're giving them that opportunity? Uh, so it, it, then when you get to the end of the group stage and you, you suddenly the competition goes up, it is concerning because those, those players may not be quite ready for that leap. So I, I, then they get supplanted by Premier League players that come in and have to uh, bolster the ranks of the Europa League squad. So I, I don't know. It's it's a weird development thing where you, you kind of just have to bite the bullet and throw these guys into the deep end or else they're never going to make the, the next step. Yeah, exactly. And really, to be fair, most of the players who are starting Premier League games aren't showing that they deserve <laughs> to be starting Premier League right. games. So. Yeah, I do think that there needs to be, we need to get back to the merit-based lineups where um, if guys aren't stepping up, then they need to sit sit on the bench and, and let somebody else have a t- uh, turn. But maybe that's, you know, if, if this is the best that we've got, 
what is that saying about the other guys? Like I, I, I'm hoping that Arteta is still kind of um, holding guys up to a standard and, and making sure that the right players are getting onto the field based on how they're training and not just putting in players because they, you know they've established themselves before. Like I think it should be a week by week um, assessment or um, not based on training, but how they're playing in games. Like if people, are, if guys are really training well and not showing up in games, I don't think that should um, give them a free pass. Like you've got to step up when the when it counts. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm thoroughly depressed because I don't know we have any answers. That's the that's the concerning part is that we could talk in circles, but um, something something has to change. And I like I said, it's it's encouraging to get a point today, but not so encouraging that I'm confident going forward. I think there still needs to be continual steps in the positive direction to really feel like we've turned the corner, and it might be a while yet. Yeah, I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see how we respond against Everton coming up. It, it's going to be a tough game. They're fifth in the league last I checked. Again, those games going on as we record, so I don't know exactly <laughs> where they're sitting. Uh, but uh, that's going to be a, a steep, stiff test, and I, I think it'll be interesting to see how our players respond. Yeah, I think that all the players know that there needs to be continual progress. They need to show more. They need to do more. They need to be better. But until that actually happens, it's all just talk. So we, we've got to see these players start to step up and, and make the, be the change they want to see. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, any thoughts on on Everton other than that, that, I mean, I think they're going to be tough too. I, but I feel like Arsenal makes everybody look tough right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I, Everton's looked good. I think getting Angelotti in was a such a, a genius stroke for that club. Uh, I watched uh, last weekend, I watched one of their game because I think it was on after Arsenal or before Arsenal, I forget. Um, so much soccer. Uh, so I thought they looked <laughs> good. I think, you know, the way things are going, Awobi's definitely going to score against us because old players scoring against us seems to be what's happening. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, it's a it's a whole cavalcade of characters. Like they, these are your former teammates that are now just digging their heels into you. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, a, it's a test. I think it's it's going to be a, a difficult test. Um, I forget is it away or home? I actually did not pull that up. If it's away or at home, um, I don't know. Let's see here. The well, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't think it matters all that much, though. If it's away, there might be supporters in the stadiums because England is on a weird tier system, and I don't know where Liverpool is on that tier system. Uh, um. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to be positive. Yeah. Trying. I I've, I think before this game, I'm glad we waited to record because I was going to have a real hard time saying anything positive after Burnley. But now we're, um, at least there was something positive today. I, I And I'm happy Aubameyang has, was the one to score because we need him to at least be confident. Scoring goals feels nice. I almost forgot what it felt like. But I, 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 I want to go back to that goal real quick because how many times have we seen Aubameyang with the ball at his feet in that sort of space? Like, it, of course, that's exactly where he's going to score. That's exactly the position you need to get him in. And it's just not happening. Like, crossing does not get you into that position. You need guys that are going to drive the ball into the box, and you need other players that they can play with. Saka did that, and Aubameyang was there to, to make, make it happen we need to work on getting those players into those positions more often rather than crossing the ball or um, whatever else we've been trying up until this point recently has not been working. And we need to get back to those basics of getting Aubameyang into that position with not a cross, but a ball at the feet because it's, it's, it's not rocket science. He will score if you get him 
the right the right uh right kind of ball in the right kind of space yeah exactly we've seen it before hopefully you can figure out a way to uh, see it again more often yeah and i just keep watching that tape guys <laughs> rewatch that goal and figure it out because that's it it does not have to be as hard as they made it look yeah all right well i think we've talked it to death um i I think <laughs> we, we always talk about doing start bench drop, but at the moment it's show, show me who should be starting because right now I would bench or drop a lot of the players. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I can't pick, indivi- pick individuals. Yeah. I think they like, you could say Leno is, is fine. He's, he's been doing his job, I think. Mm-hmm. And I would keep Sokka and Tierney. Yeah. And yeah. maybe Gabriel. Yeah, but even you know yeah, he's going to be out for the, that Everton game. Um, let's see how much that back line drops off without him there, because we have not looked great without him. So I, I would be um, hopeful that Louise and Holding can step up, or what, what you know, if we go with back three, maybe Tierney back there or uh, Marie, whoever it may be. But um, it, I, I hope there's not a steep drop off without Gabriel in the back. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk fantasy quick? Yeah, let's do it real quick. Uh, I got 48 points, uh, which seems to be kind of where my team is averaging, which is not great. <laughs> I kind yeah. of got stuck in a funk, but I made a couple of changes. So hopefully that shaking up the team a little will <laughs> get me out of my, my own personal little fantasy league funk. I saw that you got 38 points, Caleb, last week. I, that was pretty, pretty rough. I have not, uh, I did not do as much work on my team last week as I should have. Cause like, I, I, Still have a Bombyang, uh, but at least he scored. You know, we're, we're moving it back in the right direction with him. So, um, yeah, I, I need to fix some things, but I'm in the trap of of not having nearly enough uh, um, transfers available to make things right. Have you used your uh, free hit yet? Uh, have I? I did. I did do one where I could do three transfers is that yeah, what, is that, that the that's the free hit i was just trying to help you out to shake it up a little bit more i i think i did do that or maybe i took the points hit i can't remember what i did but either way it i i, I have a lot of work to do so <laughs> uh, um but yeah i'm no i'm no expert i'll be back i'll maybe uh find a way to get back out of the basement but uh, i don't have high hopes for getting out of the the bottom half of the league oh no i don't either we have far too many like more intelligent fantasy players in our uh, (laughs) listenership than (laughs) than me uh but i I was having hope for you that you're 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 digging your way out of the basement the last couple i'm right back in it i'm I'm making making a home in the basement now (laughs) and yeah and other than that everything else at the top of the league is same old same old same old, same old. Well, like we said, we've got uh, a match to, well, I don't know if to look forward to. I, I, I still like watching this team and I want want to, I, I will continue to watch despite not watching the second half the other day, but it's, they've, they've uh, they got to, they got to show up. And I think that they know that. So I'm hoping Everton is, is not a blowout, is not, um, uh, <laughs> a game filled with shame. Like if we could go a game without a red card, that would be fantastic. I would be rad. <laughs> Who would have thought that was the benchmark? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Everton Saturday, and then uh, we'll be back with you early next week. Um, and uh, hopefully we have some positive things to talk about. Um, but let's wrap it up there. I, I'd like to thank you for joining us. Um, hopefully we're not too much of a downers but you know there's there's still reasons to hope and hope that uh, things will turn around quickly but thank you for coming and hanging out with us anyway uh, if you want to send us questions or send us your comments about how things are going you can always do that uh, via Twitter which you, um, you can follow us we are at W of N London or if you want to send us an email it's westofnorthlondon at gmail.com we would love to hear from you. If you're not subscribed yet to our podcast, please do so. We're getting more and more listeners, but 
If you haven't uh, subscribed, that would be great for you because it makes it super easy to get our episodes every week. And um, it, you know, those little, it's just one of those little things that helps us grow the podcast. And the other thing that you can do to help us grow is submit a review. Give us some stars, give us some kind words if you like what you've heard. And that helps us spread the word to other people who haven't checked us out yet. Uh, do that at your podcast uh, provider of choice, whether that be Apple, Google, um, Spotify, wherever that may be. Go leave us a review. That would be super, super helpful. And um, if you like our theme song, definitely go check out Bobcat. They are uh, at bobc.at. That's their website. And you can check out their latest album, No, no Course to Follow. Uh, and all of their other things there. And uh, I think that's pretty much it for this week. I'm, I'm, I feel like we, we, this, this whole episode was just a whirlwind, but we're, mm-hmm. we're at the end, so I, we, we've done it. We did the thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll be right back next week with, with a little bit more. So, as always, see you at the next gun show.